What up, guys? Welcome to Designated Report's special edition of Remember That Fight. So today we're going to be talking about a fight specifically in 2008 where Floyd Mayweather, pretty boy Floyd, fought Oscar De La Hoya, excuse me, the golden boy. Now, Gene, talk to us a little bit about how we came up with this idea because it's a dope concept. Um, I'm not going to front and act like I just had a brain fart and came up with something crazy. I kind of piggybacked off uh, what Ben Simmons I said Ben Simmons, Bill Simmons. Uh, Bill Simmons, yeah, yeah, yeah. The, uh, has, yeah, with uh, The Ringer. So he has um, this one podcast where he goes back and it's called The Rewatchables. They'll go back, uh, rewatch an old movie and kind of talk about it and, you know, see how it holds up all these years after. So I, I thought of like, damn, we should actually do that for boxing because when we're talking about boxing, we're always bringing up throwback fights, right? Yo, remember when this dude fought this guy? Yeah. And everything that happens in the past correlates to what's happening now and what happens in the future, right? So we kind of wanted to go back and, and start up a little special segment. Yeah, and I think specifically with this fight, um, if you look at the culture of boxing, a lot of it started after this fight. So I think that that's one of the reasons why we picked this fight. Now, to get right into it, uh, what do you remember about how this fight came to be? Well, this is why I'm going to keep it honest with everyone, right? I was not one of these guys who was born and raised watching boxing since I was the age of three, right? right. I watched, we used to have fight parties. All right, Mike Tyson, one round, knock out some bum. And then that was the end of it. This was the first actual fight I remember that I ordered a pay-per-view for, right? And I knew of Mayweather, but I didn't know how like good of a fighter he was. It was that- Oh, so that was like your first introduction to Mayweather. Not really the first. It was the Otoro Gotti that was the first. Okay. But this okay. was the one when I'm like, okay, this guy is the real deal. Let me see what happens, you know. But we knew who Oscar De La Hoya was because he was the golden yeah. boy. Okay. He was the, you know, he's that, what is he, Mexican, that Mexican sensation. He was in every commercial. So, you know, it, it was a big pay-per-view. And that's actually the first pay-per-view. I was in college. That is the first pay-per-view I spent my own money and ordered. Okay, so you came out and you put the bag up for it. So, but what do you remember? Because obviously if you, you know, if you had never ordered a Mayweather fight before, really, what do you remember about how this fight came to be that you ultimately was like, yo, I got to watch this? Well, it was just the people that they were fighting beforehand. Mayweather beat, like I said, he beat Otoro Gotti. And I think after Gotti, if I'm not mistaken, he fought Zab Judah. And that was a crazy fight as well. Like, motherfuckers was jumping in the ring, Zab's uncle punching, I think, <laughs> tried to punch Floyd. And um, Oscar ended up losing, I think it was to Shane Mosley, right? It was to Shane yeah, Mosley and Bernard Hopkins. So before I think he, fought, he fought Shane twice, I think, yeah. Before Shane twice, he lost those two fights, and he fought Bernard Hopkins and lost too. So this was kind of like the redemption. Um, yeah. Who fought? De La Hoya. Now that was later on, man. Nah, bro, I'm telling you. Nah, bro. I'll bet you right now. We can fact check it. <laughs> so wait, you, so he fought... He fought Bernard Hopkins and then came back and fought Mayweather? He fought Bernard Hopkins. He fought another guy after that. And then he fought Mayweather. And he only had two more fights. I forgot who he fought after, but his last fight was against Manny Pacquiao. That's what ended his career. But he fought All Bernard right. Hopkins before Floyd. I know that for a fact. Okay, you might be right. Well, maybe that's part of the reason why he looked so bad because he went up and wait and came down. Yeah. I don't remember the timelines of that, but here's how it came about for me. I just remember Floyd Mayweather... And I want to bring up this point as, you know, pretty boy Floyd, who basically in the lower divisions, you know, ran everybody out of each division. Right. So from like 135, 140. And then when he came up to that welterweight division, 
obviously De La Hoya was the big dog from like 147 and maybe 154. So it was almost like a collision course that was going to happen because Oscar De La Hoya was the top dog. Now, before, because we both rewatched the fight, what did you remember before you actually rewatched the fight about the fight? I always thought that that fight was super close. You know, it, it could have went any other way. It could have went any way. But I remember it being so close. And I remember that out of all his opponents, I would put Oscar in the top three of fighters who gave Floyd trouble. Yeah. Right? That's, that's I remember watching that. And I thought, damn, maybe this kid isn't going to pull it out. You know, so what about you? So for me, I kind of remember the same thing. I remember it being um, one of Mayweather's most competitive fights, like you said. But at the same time, for, for, for some reason, I, I thought that De La Hoya was dominating with his jab. He did, but it wasn't to what I remembered it being. Um, but it was certainly a close fight. That's one of the things that I remember. Um, but even before the fight actually happened, what I remember was the hype around the fight in the sense that it was the first 24-7. First 24-7. Which changed the game. We'll get into that a little bit more. And then also, De La Hoya was trained by Mayweather's father, which was a big deal. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So that kind of built right around the hype around it. So those are the two things that, but, you but know. When you watch it in his corner, Freddie Roach was there. Did Mayweather's yeah. father still train him? Or he didn't train him for this fight? I don't think he trained him for the fight. Okay. I don't okay. think he trained him for the fight. He was obviously at the fight. Um, was that his first fight with Freddie Roach then? Yeah. Okay. So, all right. So that's what we remembered um, before going back in watching the fight. Now, did you think the judges got it right? I think the judges got it right, man. Because here's the thing. When you actually sit down and watch the fight, I can see why people felt like Oscar won. Oscar was the more busier fighter, right? His game plan was every time I get Floyd on the ropes, I'm going to throw a bunch of furies, right? And every time you you saw the replay, out of the 10, 15 punches he threw, he has only landed one or two. So I got I have to give the ringside officials credit because they have better trained eyes than we do. Because when you're watching it at the moment, you're like, oh shit, like he's catching Floyd. But when you see those replay, Floyd is dodging, he's moving, and he's not really connected. And every punch that Oscar was hitting with is some pity patter punches. Floyd dominated the hard hitting punches. All the power punches were on Floyd, uh, Floyd's favor. I think yeah, what really fucked up Oscar was. As soon as they got to the ninth round, his conditioning went to shit. Like he couldn't move. They were saying how his feet were too far uh, spread apart. Um, he was he was walking Floyd down, but every time he went in, he wasn't throwing anything, so he was just a sitting target. So if when you put all those qualifications in, yeah, Floyd won that fight. It was close though. It w- it was. Yeah, I thought the judges got it right. Was it a split decision? It was close. You know, I think Floyd actually. You know, and we're going to talk about that next. You know, I think Floyd actually did enough to just get the, the you know, unanimous decision, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. Um, but that brings up the next point of when you rewatch the fight, what did you think about the fight? And what do you think about, you know, the judges scoring at that point? At that point, I'm, I'm going to keep it the same. I, again, like it was a super close fight. I can see why that judge picked De La Hoya. You know, he would. All right. You always tell me that. What what constitutes somebody winning the round is what the person who's more aggressive, right? So you you gotta um you have a ring generalship, okay. You have effective punching, okay, and you have um control uh, um effect 
active uh, aggression. Like basically controlling the pace. Right. Oscar did that in a lot of rounds. Yeah. No, no, no. He, he did he that did. in a lot of rounds. So I can what? see where that judge had Oscar winning. But when you go back, but when you see, again, when you see the replays, he wasn't connecting with a lot of them. And he did. Right. He was yeah. just being aggressive for the sake of being aggressive. Exactly. So when I went back and I watched, because I remember being closer as well. And a lot of times when you go back and watch a fight, you should turn the volume all the way down. Right. So I did it this time around. And honestly, when I watched it that way, I was like, man, to me, it's like seven five. You know what I mean? So um, and the other thing that I noticed was that a lot, like you said, a lot of Floyd, uh, a lot of De La Hoya's punching. There's this one highlight that I'm sure you can find. It's like De La Hoya's holding him, and he throws like 10 slapping punches to the body. The body. And the guys are like, oh, my God, Austin's never threw to the body this way. And, and I'm like, he ain't doing Floyd shit. Floyd was laughing. Floyd was laughing. Yeah, he was like, he ain't doing but, shit. Those punches. So that's what I'm saying in terms of, yeah, he was being aggressive, but it wasn't, it wasn't effective. But, so when I rewatched it, I was like, man, I think Floyd actually, this wasn't that close. And my, you know, from, you know, what I saw, because like you said, like Floyd, he was, he was hitting with pop shots, meaning one, two at a time. He would mix it up at times when, Flo uh, when uh, Oscar got tired, but his punches were the more effective punches. Effective punches. But Floyd was passive in this fight though. Cause we, his game plan is always take that first two, three rounds to figure, uh, to figure uh, you out. Once he figures you out, He's attacking. He's counterpunching. Yep. This fight, he didn't really do it as much as we've seen in, in previous and other fights after this one. He was way more cautious. So do you think it's just Oscar's style kind of threw him off or he just knew he had it? Because his conditioning was phenomenal up until the 12th round. Well, I mean, Floyd's condition is always, um, always on point, you know. I think what it was is that, I mean, Oscar did get tired, but he actually ended up fighting more in those later rounds. You know, so like in the, in the first four rounds, Oscar was just trying to walk him down with his size and it really wasn't that effective. I think the first four rounds might have been like three, one, something like that. Um, and then when Oscar actually trying to control the fight with the jab, that forced Floyd to kind of stay in the pocket and, and, and punch with him a little bit. Um, but I think ultimately the the reason why Floyd Mayweather won and actually did better when I went back and watched it was because he had the more effective punches. And De La Hoya, when you go back and watch it, his aggression wasn't effective at all. Yeah. But that's why, again, I, I have to give credits to officials because they know more than, than we do. Yeah, and then also the other thing, too, is like when you're watching a fight live, yeah, up in person, it's different. It's different. It's different. That's almost you know like the so You hear punches different. You see how the fighter reacts differently. You know, so we don't have that advantage. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's almost like the Manny Pac uh, Pacquiao fight against Floyd where Pacquiao just throwing all these punches and you're like, oh shit, is he, is he winning this fight? And then yeah. you see the replay is like, okay, you threw 20, you connected with two or three of, the, of those punches. You know, I mean, so at the end of the day, they did get it right, but I'm just surprised that like, it was as close as it was. I mean, not surprised, but going back and watching, I'm like, okay, I, I can see where till this day, this fight is kind of controversial in terms yeah. of the decision. Would, would you have been upset if it was a draw? Uh, no, actually, I wouldn't have been. That's a good point. Now, the other thing, too, to bring up to your point, like, I think De La Hoya was actually the champion. Yeah, he Usually was. you have to, you know, you have to, you have, to, the, the win has to be understood a lot of times when it's the champion. So a lot of times you're supposed to give the champion the favor. You know what I mean? So that's another reason why there was some controversy behind it, because 
as the champion, he pressed as the at, you know pressed for the fight, and then at the same time, if it's close, you're supposed to technically give it to the champ. You know, so that's fact. Now, now, right? Two part question on this one: Did you think the fight lived up to the hype? And then, what was the ramifications coming after the fight? Meaning, like after this fight, what changed in boxing for you, and what and what you notice now? Oh, man, I mean, the time of like in present day. Did it live up to the hype? Nah, it's not the best fight that we saw at all. Like, I'm not, I love Floyd. I'm going to keep it a stack. Like, it was kind of a boring fight. It was kind of a boring fight, but the difference. There was no drama. There was no drama. But casual fans are like Rocky fans. They want to see a slugfest. They want to see dudes get dropped. I can appreciate it from the technical standpoint, because these two guys were the best at that current time, you know, um, outside of some other fighters and we can we can uh love the beauty of what we saw but it wasn't like you know i didn't stand up out of my seat like oh shit this is you know this is really happening so did it live up to it not necessarily but in terms of everything that happened afterwards it lived up to it and then some okay right. and remember this fight was so big right social media wasn't even out yet word Social media wasn't even out. And this fight at, at that point in time was the highest grossing pay-per-view at 2.4 million. Floyd later on went to go beat that a few times over, you know, but it started the 24-7 series. It started mm-hmm. the pay-per-view. It, start, it took pretty boy Floyd. He became Money Mayweather, right? Yep. Yo, you know what's the best thing about watching um, uh, throwback boxing uh, fights is how young everyone looked. I know you were hyped when Mark Anthony came out and did the national anthem because I know y'all Puerto Rican. <laughs> <laughs> he, was with, he was with J-Lo sitting ring. Every time Oscar did something, Mark Anthony was like, yo, come on. <laughs> I know that's your, that's your God right there. When he yo, put- no, because you know what it was? I think Oscar's wife was actually a, a singer too, right? Yes, 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 she was. Yeah, she might have been Puerto Rican. Oscar did some music back in the day too, right? Yo, I, 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 yo, I, he, that's around the time when he was getting a little, you know, <laughs> <laughs> he was getting a little reckless. You know, that fight was so fucking old. You know, of the most shocking shit of the night to me. And this is the dumbest shit ever. What? I forgot that Floyd and 50 Cent were best friends. Word. Because it was like Cent, this, man. They started the money team. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And when 50 came out, I was like, oh, shit, throwback, bro. But, um, yeah, so. And I think now they're still beefing. I think one of the things that, you know, in terms of, like, did it live up to the hype? Nah, they both had more dramatic fights. Um, Better fights as certainly, well. Certainly, mm-hmm. Delahoya did. Uh, Mayweather certainly did, too. Mm-hmm. Um, now, everything that happened post-fight, right, you had Mayweather change. Like, there's two points of Mayweather's career. Mm-hmm. There's the the dominant fighter that he was, who was Pretty Boy Floyd. They called him Pretty Boy because he never got touched. Mm-hmm. And then, basically, when we beat De La Hoya, he now became um, the number one prize fighter in the world. So now he called himself Money Mayweather. Mm-hmm. And then that part of his career was totally different. It was all about the bag. And now what you see now with boxers, once they kind of get to that championship level, it's all about how much can I make per fight. They're also doing their own promotions. So a lot of things that came are happening now actually came from this fight because Floyd Mayweather actually started a lot of this stuff. You know what I mean? Um, So it was great for boxing because it changed a lot of things, especially for the fighters, you know? So I think that it was a great fight for boxing, but the actual fight wasn't, you know, it certainly wasn't um, 
a dramatic fight by any means. Nah, and I'm all for player empowerment, man. When when athletes can form their own brand, like you have some athletes in the NFL now, they negotiate their own contracts. I love it, man. Cut the middleman out. And Floyd is the definition of that, you know? He was under Bob uh, Arum, who fucks up his relationship with everyone, it seems yep. like. Doing the same thing with Terrence Crawford. And then Floyd got to that position where he's like, nah, you know what? You know what? People are coming out to see me. Once I take care of business in the ring, it's smooth sailing. I'm the guy. You know, one thing that um, one thing I want to bring up is this dude named Al Heyman. Oh, Al Heyman, yeah, yeah. Right? So Al Heyman is actually the guy who in Mayweather... Um, transitioned to kind of promoting himself was basically like the lawyer and the representative in terms of like negotiating for him. Mm-hmm. And Al Heyman now, he has so many fighters under his own belt and management. Now he has a deal with, I think, uh, PBC. PBC, yeah. Right? So, and then that changed the game as well because Al Heyman was like a music exec or something like that, a music lawyer. Yep. So now you had a guy that wasn't even in boxing come in. And, you know, again, that was Mayweather seeing this guy's genius and placing him in, you know, putting the guy in the right place. So, and Al Heyman dominates boxing um, still to this day in terms of like fighters. And also there's guys that won't necessarily work with Al Heyman in terms of under his camp, but they'll use him to negotiate the contracts and shit like that. Oh no, he's a beast at what he does. He, he's a beast. So there was a lot of things that today's game has been impacted from that one fight alone. You know what I mean? Yeah, and, and necessarily that's why I kind of wanted to start off with this episode because- yeah. There was boxing before this fight, you know, and then there's boxing after this fight. This is the landmark fight where a lot of, of things in boxing went in, in a bunch of different direction. It wasn't the best fight. And, and when we pick our second and third episode of this little series, we'll probably pick some better fights um, that were, uh, you know, performed. More like more dramatic and stuff more like dramatic, that. But, but there's no, there's not too many fights that changed boxing and not in the last 20, 25 years, the no. way that this fight did. Hell no, at all. Right. Um, you know, so that's why we kind of wanted to do this just to sway in that department. But we'll see, man. But this fight, we had to start it with this fight. This was this was uh, the changing ground of boxing, in my opinion. Yeah. And I think, you know, there's a couple guys that you can throw out there in the last 10, 15 years that were as big as those two. They might have been a little bit older going back, like Roy Jones and stuff like that. But these two dudes for their generation were the best at it. So um, and I got a shout out to you because you came up with the idea. And you also picked the fight. So, you know, shout out to you, bro. Yeah, I mean, the pressure's on you, man. So it's going to nah. be... It's your right, turn, so I got the next it's your I got turn the next to pick one. the next one. You, all right? And please don't pick no shit from, like, 1960, bro. <laughs> no, nah, I got you. I got you. Like, I got yo, you. I'm, I'm we're going to watch Julio Cesar versus Joe <laughs> Mendez from the Bronx. <laughs> right? I, don't uh, no, I got you, bro. I got you, man. Because I, I know you want to do... I know you want to do your boy Adrian Broner, which we will do. Especially because right now he's trying to make a comeback. So. Oh, that age. Oh, see, I wasn't crazy because remember the end of the year episode when I picked the fighter who I want to see in this yeah. year, I picked Adrian Broner. So you kind of see a lot of things working. Um, hopefully he can come back and on the right track, but but we'll see, man. I think his fight got postponed, right? Yeah, I think the dude had COVID or something like that. But no, no, actually they're trying to replace him. If they can't replace his opponent, then it's postponed. Okay. All right, we'll see. Yeah. All right, so this is our first episode of Do You Remember That Fight? This fight was Oscar De La Hoya versus Floyd Mayweather, and it certainly changed the game. We appreciate you guys tuning in everything we do. Catch the uh, catches on our podcast, what we'll be doing regularly going forward with more fights. And then, Gene, let them know where they can catch us, man. Yes, you can catch us on YouTube. Most important thing, people, please subscribe. 
All right, subscribe and change that algorithm. You guys have been doing a great job thus far. You can also find us on every streaming platform, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, SoundCloud, you know, Cloudcast, all of it. All right, so just like, subscribe, please share it, get the word out there. Uh, we'll be dropping some some content all throughout the year for you guys, all right? Cheers.